Good morning, it's January 27th, and this is Two My Liberal Friends. Have most universities around the nation gone around the bend in their effort to become bastions of liberal thoughts and ideas? I think a lot of people in this country believe this to be true and worry about the long-term effects on the young people being educated. We've all heard the stories of professors who refuse to kowtow to this orthodoxy, being denied tenure, and in some cases being dismissed. We've all seen the stories of speakers being invited to campuses and then having faculty and students demand that the invitation be rescinded if the speaker is deemed to be conservative, and if they maintain the invite, they show up and try to shout the speaker down. When I was attaining adulthood in the 1960s, college was expected to be a place where all forms of ideas and ideologies would be discussed and debated. It was to be a melting pot of people and ideas and expose those of us attending to this cross-section of thought. It was through this debate that we would be able to form our own opinions and set our path in life. There is tons of evidence that in general higher education has moved to a strong left-of-center political orientation. Surveys show an overwhelming majority of faculty in disciplines with a strong public policy orientation are left-of-center. Political donations go mostly to Democrats from professors. Polling by both Gallup and the Pew Research Center suggests that Democrats are far more supportive of universities than Republicans, and indeed declining support by Republicans has been particularly pronounced in recent years, and it should be of concern. A recent YouGov poll asked more than 22,000 Americans their opinions on how college education affects a person's political ideology. Nearly half, 47%, and that includes 56% of, of college graduates, say that going to college generally makes people more liberal, while only 6% say it makes them more conservative. So if you believe this data, you can see that most people think that attending college today will make you more liberal in your political thoughts, and most people attribute this to the fact that the professors and faculty tend to be more liberal. These are the ideas that are being taught without any countering debate. In fact, many professors object to anyone contradicting their ideas in the classroom. I read a story recently that gives me some hope that someone is finally waking up. Last week, the University of North Carolina Board of Trustees voted 12 to 0 unanimously to create a new school committed to free expression of ideas in higher education. UNC will establish the School of Civic Life and Leadership and plan to hire professors from across the ideological spectrum to teach in such academic departments as history, literature, philosophy, political science, and religion. These disciplines have become enforcers of ideological uniformity at most schools. Board Chair David Bullock and Vice Chair John Pryor tell us the idea is to end, quote, political constraints on what can be taught in university classes, end quote. The, the trustees decided not to bring current professors at the university to a new school, but rather to hire professors from across the ideological spectrum to teach in the matters I previously listed. Board Chair David Bullock says, we want to end these constraints. There will be a new dean for this school and at least 20 new professors who will be free to build a syllabus from free of any ideological censors that currently exist in academia. Students at UNC can choose to take these new classes to fulfill university core requirements or to continue taking the existing courses. Now, according to a survey of 14 humanities and STEM departments at UNC, Democratic professors outnumber Republicans 16 to 1. In the English department, the ratio was 23 to 1 and chemistry 28 to 1. At private and Ivy League schools, the ratios are often steeper. And I suspect that this study caught the attention of the Board of Trustees 
and the creation of this new school within the university is a product of that attention. I'm also sure that they will face some serious pushback from faculty members who will claim this to be some form of censorship without realizing that the domination of their own ideology within the university is a more real form of censorship. As I state, students will be permitted to take the new classes or not. I will have to watch this experiment and see how it plays out. In these new classes, students will be encouraged to openly debate ideas. Now, this has been tried before, but unfortunately, faculty have not allowed it to flourish. In 2015, the University of Chicago committed itself to freedom of expression on campus, and dozens of universities, including multiple Ivy League schools, signed on to the Chicago Statement. Unfortunately, many failed to live up to it. U.S. post-secondary education was once a great American cultural and competitive advantage, but has deteriorated as progressive views and increasingly abstruse woke politics have taken over schools and departments. Too many university presidents and boards have surrendered rather than speak up, even when core American principles like free speech are trampled on. Credit to the UNC board for fighting for those principles and free inquiry. North Carolina Chapel Hill is the nation's oldest public university. And if change can happen there, maybe it can happen anywhere, perhaps even everywhere. This has been To My Liberal Friends. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoy the podcast, please hit the subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Thank you.